The views and opinions expressed on Unlock Your Wealth Radio are those of the host, guests, and callers only and are not necessarily the views of Unlock Your Wealth Radio, Heather Wagonalls, or Success Publishing International. More willpower than a barefoot woman at a shoe sale. Able to stretch a single paycheck for an entire month. Makes money concepts easier than third grade math. Introducing your purveyor of prosperity, Heather Wagonall. Work all day, stress all night. Take your mind off your money and focus on your life. Money don't matter for the stuff it bought. It's the way you think, not what you've got, yeah. Unlock Your Wealth Radio starts now. Get your money mind right here with me, your purveyor of prosperity, Heather Wagonhalls. I am flanked by the maestro of moolah, Michael Terry. Hey, folks. And we are going to help you get your money mind right on today's show with the following exciting segments. Miguel. Yeah, 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 yeah. What's Uh, this week's key? <laughs> Did I ask you too fast? Well, I was looking around. Where's yeah, where's your cheat sheet after all sheet? these years? Do you realize that it's been four years? Like, we started in 2013, 2014, 2015, 2016, 2017. So, it's like three and a half. I'll give you a hint. It starts with a P R A C. Practice. Practice the, practicing the three R's. <laughs> yes, that's this week's show key. So uh, I am so excited. We do this on a Facebook Live. I'll tell you about that uh, in a moment. But uh, yeah, so uh, we have a moolah word of the day. And also, have you ever heard of demogronomics? No, but I think it's a pretty cool word in the... In the in it's the- a mashup. I am pronouncing it correctly, if you were yeah. concerned that I was just making some shit up off the fly. <laughs> but it's a real word we're going to learn about. Mike Williams is going to join us from True Vestments, and he's going to tell us all about Jamagronomics and why we should have a prosperous outlook for years to come. Yeah, wouldn't that be nice? Yes, it would be. I'm really excited about that. But let's get back to this week's key that you couldn't remember. Because clearly <laughs> you're not practicing the three R's. Well, you know, I, I'm, I, I've got this all together after 66 years. I don't, <laughs> I don't need to practice anymore. <laughs> you know, who? my husband always has uh, an issue with doctors and lawyers because he says, how come, you know, they practice? Practice their respective fields, and they haven't mastered it. Yeah, <laughs> that's his challenge with uh, doctors and lawyers. It's pretty funny, but anyway. Uh, so let's talk about this week's key, shall we? Because I'm pretty excited about it. Absolutely. And did you know that this segment is brought to you by Audible.com? Get your free audiobook download at audibletrial.com forward slash unlock your wealth and you get your special offer for unlock your wealth radio listeners just by clicking on the link to over 150,000 titles to choose from for your iphone android kindle or mp3 player and next week i'll have a litany of suggestions for you for reading for our Become a Voracious Reader Key. But you know what? My book's a good start. Yeah. I'm just saying. I'm throwing it out there. Seven Elements for Self-Empowerment. It's a good start. And you can get it on Audible with your free book. So I would highly recommend my book because, well, I wrote it, so I know it's good. And I produced it. (laughs) There you go. So you know it's good, too. We've got lots of great feedback, too, by the way. And it's also a workshop if you want to take a workshop on it, too. Uh, But anyway, so... 
This week's key is practicing the three R's, and it's not the three you know of reading, writing, and arithmetic. Okay, well, there is arithmetic in this, but it's not one of the three R's. It's review, revise, and recommit. And I'm actually going to give you a bonus R this week on the um, Unlock Your Wealth Live that we do at our Facebook fan page at uh Facebook.com forward slash unlock your wealth radio. So all you have to do is visit our show page, click on the link, like the page, and then turn on notifications. So you always know every time I do a live broadcast. And and that worked for me, by the way. It did. You You, got there. Yeah. So you're going at it. I was going at it. Isn't it cooler? It's like, very cool. I mean, it's a totally different dimension than when we just did it, you know, on the radio. And while that was great. I think that this is, there's a level of interaction that, you know, just can't be compared when we do it live. Like, you can face-to-face interact with me. So you can see my body language when I'm, you know, saying things. We're we're all on it. We're all on the same playing field from, for, with some of this stuff, you know, it's, it's great. There's no, there's no hierarchy of, of persona. Everybody's, we're all there. Yep. Right there on the same level. So, um, so I think it's a great opportunity for you and, you know, you can beam into the show if you want to be a part of the show and ask a question live. So all you have to do is visit facebook.com forward slash unlock your wealth radio, like the show page and then turn on your notifications. So you always know every time I do another live broadcast and that way you can connect in and get your questions answered live. I just, I love the interaction. So please visit the show, visit and, and, and learn the keys to riches with me. We'll be interacting together. It's pretty great. So, uh, moolah word of the day. Moolah word. Moolah word. Balance sheet. Oh. So, here's a an impromptu quiz question for you. Mm-hmm. You struggled with the keys, so I'm not sure you're yeah, going to get I this. Do. I just struggled <laughs> memorization-wise. So, in our fourth key... Knowledge is power, not knowing is powerful. We learned the three, five financial strategy. Three questions, five areas of concern. Of the three questions, which one does the balance sheet work for? Oh, boy. Doom, 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 doom. Be careful now. Doom, We're going to have to pay doom, a royalty. Doom. Oh, you only have, it has to be more than so many seconds. 15 seconds, I think you got yeah. All right. Well, we're good. <laughs> uh, so, so we don't have any more dead air. I'm just going to yeah. answer the question for you. Yeah. Where am I? Where am I? So a balance sheet for our Moolah Word of the Day is a quantitative summary of a company's financial condition at a specific moment in time, including assets, liabilities, and net Worth. The first part of a balance sheet shows all the productive assets a company owns, and the second part shows all the financing methods like debt, you know, mm-hmm. shareholder mm-hmm. equity, liabilities, etc. It's also called a statement of condition. And the reason why it is part of our first question in our three questions, five areas of concern is in order to plan a trip. So think about your financial freedom goal as a journey towards financial freedom. And in order to plan a trip, since a journey is infers trip, right? Mm -hmm. Implies trip, you infer, it implies. It implies a trip. So as we think about trips, 
We have to know where we are in order to determine the best mode of transportation to get where we want to go, correct? Right. Yes. So I can't effectively plan a trip to go to San Diego or L.A. from Phoenix if I don't know that I'm in Phoenix because then multiple routes could get me there. Right. If I don't know where I'm starting. Yeah, you have to have a starting point. You know. So if I don't know that I'm in Phoenix and I think I'm in Washington, maybe I'll take the I-5 and go south, right? But I don't know. If I'm not in Washington, how do I how do I know that that's going to work? Yeah. So if I know that I'm in Phoenix, I can take the I-10 west and hit... Well, at least L.A. I'd have to go south on the 8 to get to San Diego. Right. But if I don't know that I'm in Phoenix, I won't know to take that turn to go south on the 8. Correct. To get to San Diego. So you got to know where you are. And so that's what a balance sheet does. It's really incredible how it works. But let's get to our interview, shall we? We have on the line with us Mike Williams with True Vestments. We're going to be talking about demogronomics. It's kind of a cool word I just learned about. So, Mike, welcome to Unlock Your Wealth Radio. Well, thanks so much. I'm glad to be your guest. Thank you for having us. You have an amazing insight, and it's actually a new word. It's a one of those what they call mashups, if you will. Tell us what demogronomics is. Well, you know what it is. It's a, it's a blend of demography and economics. And way back when I started in this business, uh, I, I understood something pretty simple. People make markets. Uh, and I used to joke about this. If, if you and I were kids again and, and we were uh, sitting at McDonald's working the cash register and uh, uh, we were waiting for our five o'clock bell to go off because we were ready to go out with our friends on a Saturday night and five tour buses showed up in the parking lot, <laughs> we, we knew what was about to happen. We were going to be A, late, and B, it was about to get real busy. And uh, what we tried to tell our clients is that's exactly how the economy works. And uh, the good news for everybody out there, all of your listeners uh, interested in their future, uh, is this. The future of the United States is spectacular and positive because of the generation that is just launching into the economy. Yeah. So I'm excited to talk about that because, you know, we are always ripping on millennials some way, somewhere, oh. you know, with our safe <laughs> spaces and the snowflakes. But they actually, even though they have their safe spaces and they're referred to as snowflakes and um, uh, what is it? Uh, what's that other zone thing that they have? There's some other zone, oh, like free speech everything, zones. Uh, you got to remember I'm first of all I'm I'm 57 so I was I'm a boomer and a baby boomer you're, you're the baby though, I, of the baby boomers the yeah right I'm I'm on the very tail end so so what 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 was interesting is if you remember back in the early 80s uh, the world was petrified that it was about to be handed to the boomers Uh because we were hippies, we smoked pot, we uh, you know rode around <laughs> in VW buses, and uh, you know we marched against the war. Right, exactly. so it was all bad news, terrible. Yes, or so we thought. 
Yeah, or so we thought. Yes. Yeah. I'm a Gen Xer and, and you guys turned out okay. <laughs> <laughs> right. We were okay. That's right. Yeah, Michael here, he's he's a boomer, uh, also. So I always like to tease him about being the old guy. I'm in the middle of the pack. Well, there you go. I'm sixty six. We, we you know, Gen X, uh you happen to be lucky because you're the smallest generation of the last 90 years. So while while your generation didn't have the economic power that the two ends of the barbell, which we'll talk about later, uh, I hope we have time, um, the, the, the Gen Xers uh, didn't have a lot of competition when they went out for jobs because there's so few of you. So whatever you wanted to try to accomplish – uh, you didn't have a lot of competition to go get that position. Whereas if you were a boomer or a generation Y, you had a lot of people to compete with. So it's a, it's a very different world as you look at the way each of these generations works through the system. Mm-hmm. So, so since I'm the middle part of the barbell, what are the other, what are the ends of the barbells? Are you, are you referring to the boomers and the millennials? Right. Picture, picture a barbell in your mind and think of it this way. Um, we have, for the first time in the history of the United States, and by the way, this is a very, very good thing, and it's why the market is doing what it's doing these days. We have, for the first time, the previous largest generation of all time, the baby boomers, uh, passing through the age of 50 and entering the last 40-odd years of their life. That's, that's one end of the barbell, the economic impact that, that the boomers will make, will make certain parts of the economy and various sectors in the economy busier than they've ever been in the history of the world. But it won't be for a week or a month or a quarter or even a year. It'll be for decades because those people will be around for a long time. So think of it as doorways that people will just walk through by the millions for the next 30 years. And on the other end of that barbell is the kids. It's, it's the, it's the millennials. It's, we call them generation Y. We don't refer to them as millennials. They're generation Y. They're 11 to 31 years old and there's 86 million of them. The new largest generation to ever impact the economy of the United States. They're just entering the force and the power of the workforce. They're just seeping in to the management levels where they can make an impact in the corporate structure of the world. Think about it for just one second. Four of the top 10 largest capitalized companies in the world are now generation-wide driven. And a third of this generation is still under the age of 18. So you can kind of get a sense of how powerful they are. Um, they're only 10 million people stronger than we were as boomers in the early 80s, but the power they have and the force they can make change with, given the technological prowess they have, is dynamic, and it is completely misunderstood, but very beneficial for those that are, that are willing to adapt to the change that's coming our way. You are listening to Mike Williams on Unlock Your Wealth Radio. This segment is sponsored in part by KeepMyID.org, the only service that actually prevents identity theft. All others are just monitoring services. Put your credit on lockdown for Unlock Your Wealth Radio listeners with this special offer. Visit UnlockYourWealthRadio.com forward slash KeepMyID and click on the link to start protecting your financial future right now. 
So, you know, I think that I heard, or didn't we cover in one of our segments, uh, one of our Unlock Your Wealth updates, Michael, that, that the 26-year-olds was the single largest age? Yes. Yeah, I remember. In that. demographics? I Yes, they are the largest. They're the, they're the, there are the, there are more 26 year olds than any other age. Right. Uh, But, but what's fascinating here is you hear a lot of complaints, for example, and you guys may have covered this before. You hear a lot of complaints about, oh gosh, they, they started late. They, they have too much college debt. They, they did all sorts of terrible things and they're just a bunch of, you know, lazy people. Um, I, I would attest to you that the the media process uh, is a dreadfully negative process, and it, uh, having been on thousands of interviews, I can tell you it's very unproductive if you are trying to be an avid investor. Well, if it bleeds, uh, the, it leads. The, <laughs> I've been in the, journalism uh, forever. <laughs> The the issue is that we've got to realize that if they were late, and they were, they were later than the boomers in buying homes, but that doesn't mean they're not going to buy homes. It just means they were later, <laughs> which means we got some years to catch up, uh, and we have nowhere near enough homes built for them to buy. Uh, millions and millions of them will be moving out over the next five years, and there's nowhere for them to live, and they're not going to live in tents. So we're, we've got some really big economic growth that's coming to meet the demand. Uh, more importantly, uh, when, 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 you're, when your colleague there and I were in, in our 20s and we ran out to buy a house, we could barely scrape together the down payment. Right. And these kids are going to walk in with six-figure salaries because they did take longer. They got two degrees, and they're really, really smart. So there's a big, big difference in waiting a while to get a house. So you, you can choose. You know, see, all investors have a choice. You get a choice as to which data you want to pay attention to. You can pay attention to what we call the uh, Armageddon now turns into Armageddon later, or you can pay attention to the facts. And the facts tend to be uh, much more productive. So what do, you, what do you think are the areas that these Gen Y folks are going to be starting to see um, movement into those particular sectors? Where are we going to be experiencing growth as a result of choices that Gen Y makes? So housing? Well, obviously, uh, the kinds of things, you, 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 there are going to be portions that are pretty boring. I mean, if you just think about what you do when you go from being a, a kid at home to someone going out on their own and becoming an adult, you know, you're going to do simple things like go furnish your apartment. Uh, you might buy a condo. You're going to go get a car eventually. You're going you're gonna to get a job. You're going to buy a new wardrobe. You're, think of all the things you'll do, just do naturally. What will happen in the business world is technology will continue to advance at speeds that we will have a difficult time accepting. Uh, when I say we, the rest of the generations will have a tough time keeping up with how much Generation Y will change things. Um, you know, Uber... Uber, driven by kids, uh, signed a deal with NASA two weeks ago to map out 
the spaces where flying taxis will work. You know, think about that for a second and you'll kind of, you'll kind of understand how quickly things will change. And by the way, they'll launch those in 2020, which is only two years away. What? Uh, So we have the driverless cars here in Scottsdale. You see all of the Ubers, but the driverless cars here. And uh, one of my friends always likes to swerve at them just to see what will happen. (laughs) Well, they still have a driver sitting there, even though they're not operating the vehicle just for emergencies, but they're not driving it. They're not navigating it. That's for sure. Well, what are some of the, so, so we make these assumptions, uh, you know, based on emotion because we're disappointed, I guess, you know, in Gen Y, what are some uh, common emotional mistakes that we're making and how using demogronomics can give us a fresher perspective? You know, that's a fantastic question. I think the biggest thing about demography is that once the light bulb comes on and once you recognize the long-term structure of a generation, you can go back to the first rule in investing, and that is be patient. You see, what's happened to the the headline a millisecond media world is that it has taught an investor in today's world that somehow things happen every second that are important, and that couldn't be more garbage-oriented. That that just couldn't be more incorrect. Uh, And if you could erase one element of education, it would be that. If you could think more like Warren Buffett, who doesn't trade at all, and realize that generational thinking, demographic thinking, we tell people this, think demographics, not economics. If you'll think demographics, you'll recognize, hey, look, this is going to be going on for 20 years. Why do you care what happens over the next 90 days? It doesn't, it does not matter. It does not matter. If you're a long-term investor, it certainly doesn't. If you're a day trader, then perhaps that might make sense, but. Yeah, well, we don't, we don't, uh, I don't, I can't help a day trader. And by the way, demogonomics won't either. So, so, uh, and, and I know, I know zero rich day traders. Uh, I know lots of wealthy investors. I know zero wealthy day traders. So, uh, but that, that's just my 35 years. Uh, I don't, I, I, maybe I've been unlucky. I just haven't met that person yet. So what I can say is that a, a long-term understanding of demogronomics and the demographic structure of the United States will tell you two things. A, we are in great shape and B, if you will be patient stand on the shore and let those waves roll in on the beach, things will turn out just fine. But if you try to react to every one of those headlines that'll come in along the way, it will curse you into the uh, rather ugly results that most people get in the investing arena. Well, you know, and that's what we discuss, and that's like kind of the prime focus of what we do at the Unlock Your Wealth Foundation is, you know, we take a biology-based approach to success and money management, and instead of instinctively reacting out of a panic for survival, we need to take a breath, take a moment, and thoughtfully respond with our logic brain and be able to think critically about this. And 
what you're saying makes complete sense. And if we think about it, economics is kind of just almost like the study of the behavior of people in financial markets. You know, it's like a social science almost. That's right. But but the numbers don't lie in demographics. I mean, if you have, you know, a certain number of people taking a certain number of actions, whether or not you like the fact that they're snowflakes, whether you not, you want to give them a safe space, they're still going to make financial choices that we can profit from. Yes, you've you've made an excellent point. And here's the way we try to help your audience understand that. Think of our economy as dozens of doorways. Uh, whether you agree with this or not, uh, whether your listener agrees with it or not, the reality is, is you know, it, uh, 76 million baby boomers are going to go from 50 to death. That's that's going to happen. Whether whether you want to agree with it or not doesn't matter. It will happen. Uh, 86 million kids are going to become adults and change the economy. They will demand things that take place. So what we try to say is stand in front of those doorways, plant the seeds in your investment portfolio in front of those doorways and let them walk through and just be patient. Let it happen. Let the economy unfold. Just follow the people and everything else will take care of itself. You know, and I think that's what I like about True Vestments is because you look at investing from a different shift. You're not following the economy. You're following the people who make the economy. And that makes so much sense. And I completely understand after our conversation why that's one of your founding principles. Yeah, I think we've done this, uh, you know, we followed the boomers in the 80s and 90s. And by the way, uh, keep in mind, everybody uh, was very frustrated the first decade of this century, 2000 to 2010, was called a lost decade. And that wasn't the first time I heard that term in my career. The 70s were called a lost decade. You can go back to the microfish in your libraries and see that in the early 80s, we called the 70s a lost decade. I want you to recognize that lost decades take place about every 25 or 30 years. And it's when one generation is speeding up and one is slowing down. Think of it as a relay race. If you've ever watched Mm -hmm. a relay race, you'll understand that at the change of the baton, when one is passing the baton to the other one, the one that's got the baton has to slow down while the other one is speeding up. And that's what takes place economically as generations are changing power. And what we watched is the boomers were slowing down and the kids were speeding up. And now what's going to happen is going to be very surprising to many people, just like the 80s and 90s were. What we try to do for our clients and hopefully for your listeners is to help them understand this early enough to take advantage of it. Now, I want to make one more point for you. Uh, Lots of people are saying, oh, my gosh, Mike, Dow 25,000. Are you kidding me? It's almost over. Uh, We're not in the ninth inning. Uh, we're not in the seventh inning. Uh, the first pitch has not been thrown, if you want to use sports analogy. Uh, this is a very, very long game, and very little has been missed. This is a big, big game, and 
I, I, I want to jokingly tell you that in 1982, when I started in this business, I had very smart people saying to me, Mike, are you kidding? You want me to invest in the Dow when it's hitting 1100 where it's never been before. <laughs> And I remember when I started as a stockbroker in 87, you know, like right after the crash, you know, that was my, that was my freshman year in college. And, uh, I was like, Oh wow, can I do this? And then just a couple of years later, we saw everything was just fine. That's right. That's how it all works out. I wonder if we'll hit 10,000. I wonder if we'll hit 10,000. Remember when that was the big thing. Can you predict when the Dow will hit 10,000? It was all over the radio. It was crazy. Well, it's been such a pleasure to speak with you on today's show and have you share your wisdom with our listeners. Mike, if folks want to learn more about what you do at True Vestments, where can they find you? Well, sure. They can uh, obviously visit us on the web. Uh, The web address is www.truevestments. That's T-R-U. There's no E. T-R-U. V-E-S-T-M-E-N-T-S dot com, truevestments dot com. Of course, they can also dial in at 855-955-1982. And if they happen to want to write an email, feel free to write me direct. I'm happy to answer their question. That's Mike at truevestments dot com. Thank you so much for being a part of the show, Mike. And for those of you who are driving around without a pencil, never fear. UnlockYourWealthRadio.com is here where you can visit Mike's show page and click on the links to his website, his phone number and email address, and so much more. For the maestro of moolah, Michael Terry, I'm Heather Wagonhalls. Now go out and unlock your wealth today. UnlockYourWealthRadio.com is produced by Heather Wagonhalls and the Unlock Your Wealth Foundation. UnlockYourWealthRadio.com and its affiliates are copyrighted 2017 with all rights reserved. For more information on the Keys to Riches Financial Wellness Series, please visit our website at www.unlockyourwealth.com.